I do it how I want. Independence! Hello and welcome to Chaotic Creations, a podcast where we take weird prompts and make weird Dungeons & Dragons characters. I'm Harper, your lawful nerdy paladin. And I'm Darby, your chaotic tired bard. And welcome to our 18th episode. Darby, it feels like we're seeing each other even more often than usual lately. What? Is that even humanly possible? (laughs) Perhaps if we're kindred. For those of you who enjoyed last week's episode where Darby and I made a Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition character with the lovely D, you should tune in to tonight's episode of Under the Pale Cold Sun on the Critical Misses channel, where Darby's Coterie will be making their triumphant return in Season 2, and I will be a guest. Yes, you can see our lovely coterie of three hornies on main and one nerd. And one clairvoyant. For funsies, as a treat. And I cannot wait to see what kind of havoc my character will wreak amongst this coterie. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to find out finally what character you're playing, Harper. It's not like this information has been dangled above my head for multiple weeks. You know, I just like to keep you and the listeners in suspense. Be sure to catch us at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Critical Misses Twitch channel. And speaking of being kept in suspense, the long-awaited Lonely Throne finale is coming to you this Thursday. Yes. You finally get to see which of our lovely foreign nobles will sit on the throne. Or will they? Or won't they? Do we all survive? Do we not survive? Who knows? Only we do. And you will find out Thursday. You can watch with cast commentary in the chat at the Noir Enigma's Twitch channel. On our breaks, we do little Q&As where you can shoot questions at us. Like, who do you think would win in a battle royale? (laughs) It's my character. It's my character. We'll just have to find out. And this upcoming week is your first opportunity to get bonus content from us on Patreon. Yes, this upcoming Monday, we will be uploading an extra episode just for our Patreon followers at the $10 tier, the Explorer tier. So if you want this extra bonus episode that will not be shared anywhere else except for Patreon, go ahead and go to our Patreon site, patreon.com slash chaoticpod. Also, the first stickers for eligible tiers have been mailed out this week, so those supporters will be able to show off their cool new merch and you can join them. While you're there, you can check out some of the other bonus features we offer with our Patreon tiers. But Darby, on to this week's episode. This week we are joined by the wonderful Quinn from a couple of characters. It was a lot of fun to record with Quinn. We had a great time. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So this week we have joining us Quinn from a couple of characters. Quinn, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome. How are you? I'm doing pretty swell. <laughs> okay. Darby, how about you? Uh, you know, I'm a. Uh, I sleep during the day, so we're on few hours of sleep, but I'm functioning as a human being. And I'm excited for the day. All right. Cool, cool stuff. So, Quinn, why don't you tell our listeners just a little bit about your podcast? Sure. So we, my husband Alex and I host a couple of characters, which is a podcast where we make fun, unique, interesting characters for role-playing games. Mostly it's been D&D 5e so far, just because that's what we're most familiar with. 
but we definitely are looking to check out other systems and we're not focused on min-maxing. We just want to make the best role-playing experiences with our characters. Same here. I listened to your first episode about warlock builds and I was like, oh, we have to get these two to come on the podcast because I can tell they are kindred spirits. Yes, definitely. Alex also, like, I think he's the one who, like, told me that he saw you guys on Twitter or whatever, and he's like, whoa, they have, like, the same idea as us. We need to meet up with them. (laughs) (laughs) How did you get started in Dungeons & Dragons? So I started playing my senior year of college, which it was in January of 2015, so 5e had just come out. And my husband and I were in a long-distance relationship at the time. Um, He had just started grad school, and I was finishing up my undergrad degree. And we wanted a hobby that we could do while we were apart. And one of our friends had invited us to a group where he was hosting a, like, a virtual game viral 20 because his friends had, you know, moved around the country after they'd graduated college. Nice. Okay. And you've been playing ever since? Yeah, we have. That's super fun. Yes. And what is it that you like most about D&D and tabletop role-playing in general? I love creating characters, obviously, which is, you know, why we've made our podcast. And I really like the creative role-playing aspect. I just love seeing what other people come up with and how they play as like, oh, this is what my character would do. Especially if like, oh, this isn't the optimal play, but this is what they would actually do. I really like Mm -hmm. to see how that interacts with the world. Haha, <laughs> charm person <laughs> in combat. <laughs> yes. Darby is such a fan of the charm person spell and it has caused tensions within our party. I stopped <laughs> using it in combat. <laughs> <laughs> in combat being the operative phrase there. Hilarious. I was going to say a la Clint McElroy in The Adventure Zone where just zone of truth. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Not how that spell works, but I see you guys are just rolling with it. (laughs) (laughs) I think that the text of the spell is important, but it should be secondary to whatever your table agrees a spell should be able to do. Yes, definitely. I do think that it doesn't matter what rules you choose to go with. You just need to be consistent as a DM, as players, as just in general. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think between... Harper and I'm I'm a lot more loosey goosey with the rules when it when I like DM, but I try to stay at least consistent for a very long time. I had the you know who wins ties thing flipped because for no reason in particular when I was like looking it up to try and you know find it quickly as opposed to like yeah. rummaging through the book. Someone commented on like a D and D Beyond forum like. To remember this, just remember, ties go to the defender. And, like, that was the first result that came up. And it was, like, a description of, like, oh, how the ties go to the defender. And literally every other comment afterwards, like, that's just factually incorrect. (laughs) Yep, it it is incorrect. (laughs) You're wrong. I'm like, wow, that's on me. But also, why? (laughs) Literally, the comment above this comment below was telling you how ties did not go to Defender. It was just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't help being a little bit of a rules lawyer because my first system was 4th edition. Yeah. And 4th edition lends itself to rules lawyering. And that's where I learned to play and where I learned how to DM. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I've only played 5e. 
I think played one session of Savage Worlds back in like 2013 or something. Mm. Like a long time ago. So like I don't even really remember. I mean, D&D is my home. It's where I live. But I do love going out and visiting other systems as well. I think it's fun to mix it up and play around. It's fun to go on vacation, visit other places. And you said that you love character creation, which obviously we do as well. Uh, Do you have a favorite character that you've ever made? Yes. My favorite character that I've ever made and also had a chance to play is Oral Cragax, and he's a dwarf barbarian. And in most games, like just across the board, I just like to not think and hit things. It's how I play Pokemon, just an all-out <laughs> offense. And in the first game I played, I was a late joiner. So I wasn't given as many options because the DM wanted more varied characters. So Aura was my first chance to actually make exactly what I wanted. I also just really identify with dwarves because I'm kind of short and stocky and hairy, which is also how dwarves are depicted. <laughs> so I just I feel a kindred spirit with them. I love that. Do you think that you're ready to hop into some character creation with us? Oh, yeah. Let's go for it. Okay. And I believe that you said that you wanted to have one of us give a prompt and then the other two collaborate to create the character. Yes. Yes. Harper, if you have one in mind, then by all means, feel free to throw us a gift. (laughs) (laughs) I will give you your New Year's gift, as it were, of a prompt, and you can make a shiny new character for the new year. The gift of life! (laughs) So, based upon your love of dwarves, I would love for you to roll me a dwarf character. Sounds good. But I would like this dwarf in particular, because I know that dwarfs tend to be very serious and very stoic. Mm-hmm. And they tend toward more, you know, warriors or very intellect-driven classes, like a dwarf wizard's a very common build. I would like to see a dwarf who is an agent of chaos. And so with that in mind, I am thinking that a dwarf warlock would be very interesting. All right. I've actually never played a warlock. Oh, well, I can tell you a couple of them, at least. There's my favorite, because I always think about it, and I love the Feywilds, is Pact of the Archfey. That is one that I know a little bit more, (laughs) just because one of our players in our group, she's playing a... Ah, yes. Yeah. There's Celestial, Fiend, a lot of UAs. Don't forget <laughs> Cthulhu. Great old one. Hexblade. And then literally just like, I'm just looking at this block of unearthed arcanas, but yeah. Kraken, Lurkin of Deep, Noble Genie, Raven Queen, Seeker, Undead, and then Undying for Swords of the Coast Adventure Guide. But before we pick a subclass, because this might inform which subclass you pick, let's start by rolling some stats. And for Quinn and for the listeners who maybe haven't heard us roll before, uh, the way that we roll stats here on Chaotic Creations is we roll 4d6. You can re-roll any ones that you get. And then you take the three highest numbers and add them together, and that is one stat. So you'll do that six times. All right, so I got a 14, a 13, and a 15. Okay, that's still very respectable. (laughs) I got a 10, a 15, and a 16. Okay, Oh, it's actually 16 was the first one. My bad. Oh, okay. So the final spread we're working with is 16, 13, 15, 10, 15, 16. 
just a very good character here. They're well-rounded. These are solid numbers. For sure. So is there a particular sub-race of dwarf that you're thinking of, either of you? I'm, I'm going to be honest. Uh, dwarves are definitely not my area of expertise. I think hill dwarves are really great. They get that con bonus. All dwarves get a plus two to constitution. I believe hill dwarfs get their wisdom score increased by one. Also, you get extra hit points, which would be probably very good for a warlock. Yeah, yeah. I do really like the dwarven toughness of a hill dwarf, especially for a kind of squishy warlock. Yeah. Warlocks definitely aren't the squishiest of the spellcasting classes, but they're up there with the squishy characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I agree. They are tougher than others, but, you know, unless you're like a draconic ancestry sorcerer, you're just pretty, pretty squishy. Yeah. <laughs> Glass cannons. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I don't know what we should go with. Well, why don't we figure out where we want to put stats first? Sounds great. So for warlocks, obviously, you want charisma to be your highest. Mm-hmm. For some reason. For some reason? I like, I still like, I mean, like, I kind of understand charisma as a spellcasting, but like, also not really. Sometimes it's like a very odd. I do think that warlocks in particular, perhaps the spellcasting ability should change based upon the nature of your pact. Yeah, that would make sense. Sometimes you enter into the pact because you want power mm-hmm, and yeah. you're building a relationship with your patron. Mm-hmm. And for that, I definitely see charisma as being an appropriate stat. But for instance, if you're entering in in pursuit of forbidden knowledge, intelligence would probably make more sense. Yeah. I do think charisma makes sense for our our chaos person. Okay. So one of the 16s will go in charisma for sure. And you'll get a plus two to whatever score you put in constitution and a plus one to whatever you put in wisdom. <laughs> you could put you could put the other 16 in constitution and make it an 18. I was going to say, let's do that because I just think it's great that they're like super, super hardy. <laughs> a very bulky warlock. Yeah. Oh, yes, for sure. And just imagine they're like, ah, oh, it's just like some puny spellcaster with no muscles. And then this guy walks in and just like flexes. Yes. I like a warlock that could be mistaken for a tank on first glance. <laughs> yes, I think that is super great. Are you all thinking that you'd like to maybe go the path of the Hexblade and make this more of a strength-based warlock? Or would you? are you thinking more focus on the spellcasting aspect? The thought I just had was because level three, you can choose uh, your Pact Boon. Yeah. Either Pact of the Chain, Pact of the Tome, or Pact of the Blade. To make a weapon, just like Fjord in Critical Role. Exactly. Uh, which I think is, you know, if we're going for someone who is maybe just kind of based off of what we're building, sounds sort of like a strong warlock. Yeah. Maybe someone who's also just like walking around with like a big old weapon of some sort. It's like, Hello. <laughs> yes. All right. So Pact of the Blade sounds great. So then you'll probably want to put one of your 15s in strength. Yeah, I was thinking let's do 15 in strength, which also is great. Makes them look tanky. We could probably put the other 15 in decks. Yeah, let's put the other 15 decks, 13 in wisdom, and we're going to make 10 our, quote, dump stat intelligence oh. <laughs> i mean it's not a negative that's why i said it's it's not like the worst dump stat no definitely not there are certainly worse dump stats 
And that 13 is going to roll up to a 14 because Hildwarfs get the plus one to wisdom. Yes. Yes. So our final breakdown is a strength of 15, dexterity 15, constitution 18, intelligence 10, wisdom 14, and charisma 16. What? Excellent. I kind of like maybe Archfey. I love the Archfey pact. Just because I feel like Fey kind of chaotic yes exactly so i think that makes sense and maybe they're kind of a warrior for them like they go out and do things for whatever their patron is because they're you know beefy and strong they're like oh you're tough you can actually get some things done so whereas most warlocks are like they're hired on and given magical abilities this warlock is hired on has some magic but mostly it's just like yeah i needed like a mercenary yes exactly and i'll pay you in magic (laughs) yes and they're like sounds cool it was just like a mercenary that happened to stumble into this archface like domain and this archface like oh you're exactly what i'm looking for you want to you want to make a deal you want to make a deal i'll give you magic. hey kid you want magic (laughs) yeah so they're like the military like soldier background or whatever excellent and They were, I don't know, out on a mission, whatever, or they could have already been a mercenary or maybe they got disillusioned with whatever they were doing and they were like, eh, I don't like being told what to do. I want to kind of do my own thing, which kind of makes sense if we were going for chaos. I love it. So going with the soldier background? Yeah, I think soldier background. Okay, well, let's hop on over there so we can see what benefits you get there before we see what benefits the class offers. Yes. I also like that because we're a dwarf, we get, like, extra weapons that warlocks don't normally get. (laughs) All these proficiencies and, like, dwarven training. Yeah, like, oh, you're really good with axes and hammers. (laughs) Nice. And, like, this archface, like, perfect! This is amazing! (laughs) Yes. Most of the people that wander through here, they just use bows. Yeah. Or they're just, like, oh, they're just so weak. Like, they just, like... I challenged them to an arm wrestling contest and I broke their arm. It's just like, gone, stop crying for your mom. His arch face just like, whatever, material plane weenies. Yes. <laughs> so I'm looking at the soldier background and I see that you get the proficiencies in athletics and intimidation. Yes. And a tool proficiency in land vehicles. Oh yeah. Also a gaming set, which basically means cards or dice. I feel like dice. I feel like dice are more chaotic. Stole the words right out of my brain. Also, dwarves get a tool proficiency. They do. Smiths, brewers, or masons. What would put you in the path of an archfey? Or what would the archfey consider to be useful? Maybe brewers, because they're like, I can get trashed. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking brewers or smith, just because they're like, hey, you can make dope weapons for me, maybe. That'd be Mm. cool. Here, you make weapons, and I can imbue them with great magic. Don't make them iron. You can make specifically weapons that aren't iron. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Smith's tools sound good. So let's take a look while we're at the background already. We like to look at the tables to see the suggested personality, ideal, uh, bond, and flaw. Oh, yeah, for sure. Gotta have flaws. I think they add a lot of interesting things to the characters. I'm also a big proponent of having a fleshed-out backstory for your DM to use. Yes, absolutely. Are any of these personality traits jumping out at you from this list? 
I like face problems head on. A simple direct solution is the best path to success. Which is hilarious because the Fae, this is one of the reasons I hate the Fae. Wild. In D&D, I would never yeah. say that I hate the Fae in real life because they will come for me. <laughs> sure, yeah. But because in kind of the lore of the Fae Wild, the Fae are everything but direct. They go around problems. They talk in riddles. Yes. So I think that someone who likes the simple direct solution would be a hilarious patron. Yeah, the exactly. That it, it would make them butt heads a little bit. But like, no, I don't want you to be so direct. Like, you're going to ruin my plans. <laughs> you got to be like subtle when she says, does this dress make me look like 3,000 years old? You do not say yes. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you look like a goddess. That's what I meant by that. (laughs) You have to say it's something like that. You look eternal. (laughs) Do any of the other personality traits jump out at you all? I have a crude sense of humor. Yep, I was going to say crude sense of humor. Yeah. Nice. I thought that I enjoy being strong and like breaking things was very funny. That is one of my favorite like personality traits to grab from this one. Yeah. I mean, honestly, those three together would be really funny. I like funny. them all. Yes, yeah. I like those mm-hmm. three together. They're great. Honestly, why not just give them three? Why not? <laughs> sure, yeah, let's give exactly. them all three. A very direct, crass, and recklessly strong dwarf. I love yes, it. Yes, I feel like he, and I also feel like this is a guy, mm-hmm. this character, that he likes to brew some alcohol, and then he gets his friends coming, he has these these ragers, and they just like to get into, like, fights and stuff. And they just like to break tons of things, because they're like, yeah. And that's why he and that's why he has a smithing tool for efficiency, because they'll break weapons, and then they'll wake up yes. the next morning, they're like, I am so hungover, but we need to make a new sword. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yep. What about ideals? Because there's one ideal that catches my eye immediately. Independence. It's independence. Yeah. Which I think is really funny for someone who's a warlock. Has a patron and needs to follow orders, but doesn't believe in following orders blindly. Yeah, so I feel like that was why he had issues with being in the military, is because he would, like had to do what he was told, and he was always getting in trouble or whatever, getting his demerits. And mm. at least with a fey patron, like, yes, you have to do what you're told, but you're given some freedom with how you do those things. And also, if you question them and, like, talk to them about it, they I feel like they'd be more open. Yeah. I think they'd be like, I find you amusing, Yeah, mortal. Yes, exactly. I think they'd appreciate the material plane thinking perhaps that uh comes out of questioning and disobeying and like the fair are always sort of fluid i suppose yeah. when it comes to rules oh definitely they really only have like three or four hard rules that they ever like obey and i mean they i'm gonna put hard rules and quotation marks there because i've mentioned this before several times on the podcast the Feywild makes no sense to me <laughs> and they have quote unquote rules but they're not clearly defined rules. They don't make yeah. any sense to me as rules. Right. Don't tell them your real name and don't eat food that's offered to you. Easy. <laughs> Easy. What about bonds? I'm a big fan of Daniel Craig, but, uh, you know, looking forward to this next bond. I, of course, meant in your background. 
Yes. <laughs> it took me like 20 seconds <laughs> to get what you were going for with that. And I'm ashamed that it took me so long. <laughs> Should have had some dramatic Adele music playing in the background. Yes. Or Billie Eilish, because Billie Eilish did a new intro for James Bond. Oh, the one that, like, was supposed to come out? I don't know. Did it? Is it postponed? I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. COVID-19. Who knows? It's been a strange year. Movie releases aren't a thing anymore. They just don't happen. Yeah. 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 It's like, is it a VOD? Is it postponed? Who knows? (laughs) I was actually leaning towards, I'll never forget the crushing defeat my company suffered or the enemies he dealt it. Ooh, that could be another reason that they, like, enter in this pact. Yeah. Oh, the Archfey, like, offers revenge? Yeah, exactly. And maybe also, like, why they don't, like, blindly following orders. Oh, yeah, it went super bad. Yeah, the commander of the company's like, you have to, like, you're going in. And they're like, no, we're gonna die. And they're like, fine, that's your job. And they're like, this sucks, this sucks. I wonder if... Maybe this dwarf, this yet-to-be-named dwarf, Mm -hmm. saw that his company was going to die and in the midst of the battle ran away and stumbled across the barrier, like the invisible barrier into the Feywild and found his patron who then offered revenge against his superior officers who ordered him into battle in the first place. I like that a lot. It's all coming together. Yes. Yes. The last thing we need is a flaw. And I feel like a character like this is made for having flaws. I see two that poke out to me as we've been sort of building this character up as we've gone through these bonds and flaws and such. The first one, the monstrous enemy we faced in battle still leaves me quivering with fear. Or four, my hatred of my enemies is blind and unreasoning. Those two immediately jump out to me. I don't know. What, what, do, you, what do you think, Quinn? Yeah, I do like those. I also like the I made a terrible mistake in battle that cost many lives of like not fighting harder to have like them not go. Or just like leaving and not taking anyone with him maybe. like Yeah, running away. Ooh. He's like running and he like didn't, like everyone else was like, I'm going, we're going to go in and die. Like he's motivated to go back and murder all of his old superior officers because he wants revenge, but also to prevent them from sharing the secret that he ran away instead of dying in the fight. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, maybe they have him right now as like KIA. Probably, yeah. Probably. But if they ever see him. Like he can't go home. He can't like go to see his old haunt, see if whoever he knows is still alive because like everyone thinks he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because for sure they like they all would have been notified, like his family, whatever, would have been notified. I love it. Okay. Yes. Okay. So now that we've got a better idea of who this character is, I'll ask Quinn. Quinn, do you have an idea for a name for this character? Oh, I actually, let me, I'm going to pull up my little note in my phone where I just have been accumulating for the past like five years possible names I did have the name Petey pop into my head (laughs) only because this character screams to me PTSD (laughs) oh my goodness that yeah that but uh, we don't need to give our dwarf the name Petey I like that as a nickname his patron gives him oh my god it's like, yes, Petey, why you call me Petey? And the Archfey's like, eh, it's a joke that no you No reason. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. Archfey's just like very meta. And it's like, oh no, you know, you just, your creators called you Petey as a joke. And he's like, 
by what? And he's like, don't worry about it. Or like, you know, in the Feywild, you need a fake name. You can't give your true name. So he's like, I'm going to call you Petey. Yes. You are Petey to ever. Yeah. Petey's his art. Yeah. Petey's his packed name. All right. Throck. Throck. Excellent. Okay. Got a Throck on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now we've done all the stuff with backgrounds. I mean, you know, the background proficiencies and stuff. We could really start delving into the warlock class itself. Uh-huh. Yes. So we picked Pact of the Archfey. Well, let's choose some skills. So we've already received from the soldier background athletics and intimidation. So now you need to choose two from Arcana, Deception, History, Investigation, Nature, and Religion. I like Deception. Yeah. I was going to say maybe this Archfey is like, I'm going to teach you. Yeah, I'm going to try to teach you to be less upfront. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> you being so upfront is really going to put a cramp in my style. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea that he's not proficient in nature, because I feel like usually if you're part of the Feywild, you know a lot about nature. And yeah. he's like, I stumbled in here by accident. I know nothing and I have no interest in learning. <laughs> yes. I also kind of like Arcana. I was going to say, like, this this archface, like, I need to... Listen, I like your style. I think this this partnership will work out great. You just need to learn these things. Like, this just needs to happen. Yeah. Brain dump. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the requirement for this sweet magic money. Yeah, you gotta know how to use it. You gotta know how to be deceiving people. Mm-hmm. You gotta, and you have to use it. You can't just say you're going to do it and then tell the queen of the summer court that she looks 3,000 years old. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> We're going to practice. <laughs> let's see. We do create our characters at fourth level, so we won't get a lot of the warlock benefits, but let's look at some of the ones that you'll get. So at first level, you, as a Pact of the Archfey, get Fey Presence. So you can cause any creature within a 10-foot cube of you to be charmed or frightened. I think he would probably pick frightened most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. I agree. And the patron's just like, no, use the beguiling feature. Use the charm! <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, the archface just like screaming in the background and, and Throck is just like, <laughs> middle finger behind. I do it how I want. Independence! Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, screw you! And this archface yes. like simultaneously frustrated but also yeah like, like face palming but also a little bit loving it but doesn't yeah, want to like, admit mm-hmm. that they're loving it a little proud we're gonna need to pick two eldritch invocations and a pact boon yes we did pact of the blade for we like that mm-hmm. one what do you think the weapon that throck summons is to be honest i think a hammer is really funny yeah like a gigantic two-handed war hammer yes yeah because it can't, it doesn't have to be a bladed weapon, even though it's called Pact of the Blade. We could just call it Pact of the Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Pact of the Hurt Stick. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, this Archfey probably was like, yeah, and you can, like, with this pact with me, it's called this ancient name, Pact of the Hurt Stick. <laughs> just like. It doesn't, it doesn't translate as well out of Sylvan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. <laughs> like, you should, whenever you talk about it with people, you should talk about it this way. This is the best common translation. Yes. It's the most accurate translation. Completely 100% accurate. So, with that in mind, what invocations? We get to pick two. I love the agonizing blast one. 
Yeah, adding your charisma modifier mm-hmm. to Eldritch Blast is very good. There's an improved packed weapon Eldritch Invocation that Ooh. makes your yeah. you can use any weapon you summon with your Pact of the Blade feature as a spellcasting focus for your Warlock spells. In addition, the weapon gains a plus one to its attack and damage rolls unless it's already a magical weapon that has a bonus to those rolls. Finally, the weapon you conjure can be a short bow, long bow, light or heavy crossbow. But the plus one bonus, I feel like. For someone who's like very straightforward, it's like weapon hit, weapon good. <laughs> yes, yes, I like that. Weapon better. <laughs> I'm wondering though because it does seem like he is very focused on his packed weapon. If maybe he actually wouldn't use Eldritch Blast that often. I, you know, after I said that, I was thinking about it, and I agree. And I was looking at the other options for invocations. And I thought that perhaps Thief of Five Fates might be interesting because you can cast Bane. Ooh, I do like Bane. Bane is a good one. Once you're using a Warlock spell slot, you can't do so after your long breath. That's, it's the opposite of Bless. Basically, for an entire minute. Yeah, you choose whoever person that you're doing it. Can you choose up to, can you choose You multiple? can choose three people. Okay, and then they subtract a 1d4 from any attack or saving throw that they make within the minute. And I think that that would be very interesting for this warlock who definitely does a lot more melee combat than most warlocks see. Yes, I like that. So we're going to say it's an improved packed weapon and thief of five fates. Or another thing that I enjoy is there's one, I don't remember which one, what it's called. Are you thinking fiendish vigor with false life? That one's cool, but um, I was thinking Grasp of Hadar. Mm. Oh, yes. Pulls them in if they're further away. Oh, yeah. He's just like, come closer. Come to me so that I can smack you with my hammer. Yes, I will bring you in and hurt you at the same time, and then I will wallop you like we're playing whack-a-mole. Yeah, I think that that makes sense. He's like, I magic, I don't really understand, but this one makes you come closer, so. (laughs) Okay, so final... Final answer? Yeah, I think Grasp of Hadar, an improved packed weapon. Okay. And the last thing we get to do is, because we roll our characters at fourth level, we get to choose a feat! And we choose feats just to kind of give, like, an interesting flavor to our characters. Mm Mm-hmm. Or an additional flavor to our characters, and hope maybe round out some of those uh, odd number stats. (laughs) Yes, we absolutely believe that for these characters that we roll in terms of stats, you get what you get. So we don't let you just use your fourth level to improve ability scores. But if you happen to take a feat that improves an ability score, we're not going to be mad about it. I think maybe something that improves his strength to bump him up to the next modifier. (laughs) I just, I was like, ah, Weapon Master would be really funny. (laughs) That would be funny. (laughs) Maybe this person, because you can change what your packed weapon is as long as you do like a ritual, if I'm, if I'm recalling correctly. Maybe he just like changes his weapon out frequently. He's just like, has his armory. He's like, I, today I feel like a great axe. (laughs) Just like pulls one out. Just... (laughs) Well, there is also a dwarven racial feat called Squat Nimbleness. I do like that one. You can improve either strength or dex, but you get to increase your walking speed. You already have proficiency in athletics, so you'd get proficiency in acrobatics. And you'd have advantage on checks to escape from being grappled. That would make sense for someone who's like... I mean, I imagine if you're like like roughhousing and getting like trashed with like other... Mm-hmm. 
burly people who also just like smash weapons all the time like you'd probably be grappling yeah mm-hmm. i i also like i like the mobile feet mm, mobile is good there's so many good feats with my guy <laughs> the dude I mean, you can definitely see how this character would grow over the course of a campaign. Oh, definitely. Like, this character is a lot of fun. But unfortunately, Throck is still a baby adventurer when we find him only level four. So we have to pick what would he need to improve most early on in his adventures. Haha, <laughs> what about Charger? Oh, that would be funny. When you use your action to dash, you can bonus action to make one melee weapon attack or to shove a creature. If you move at least 10 feet in a straight line before taking this bonus action... You either gain a plus five bonus to the attack's damage roll or push the target up to 10 feet away from you if you choose a shove action and you succeed. I like that. That's funny. That would be very funny because then you could dash at someone, hit them, push them 10 feet away, and then next turn use Eldritch Blast and pull them back in. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, 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 yes. That's so great. You're just pushing this poor person, this poor, like, it's probably gonna be a goblin or something, you know? Yeah. Low level. Just, like, level four, yeah. Maybe a zombie. Oh, the zombie would be funny, because the zombies have that, when they hit zero, you have to, like, roll, and if they roll a certain something, they come back up with one HP. Mm Mm-hmm. So do we think Charger, then? I mean, it's not gonna improve strength, but that is pretty funny. I don't think we really need to improve our... Oh, that's right. Our strength is 15. That's right. Yeah. God, Charger's such a such a funny... The ones that sound the most kind of interesting right now, at least to me, are Charger and Squat Nimbleness. I'm all for increasing ability scores, but I'm also a really big fan of flavor <laughs> over everything. <laughs> yeah, I want to go Charger. Yeah. All right, let's do it charger feet flavor over everything else (laughs) yes i will flavor a character into obsoleteness for the flavor (laughs) yes honestly flavor is my favorite part of DD. i think that as long as you've made a character that's fun to role play you're never going to play them badly also having high ability scores doesn't mean everything. It means you're more likely to be better at something, but like yeah. everyone rolls a one every once in a while, you know? And also the funniest things happen when you fail. Yeah. And also funniest things happen when you don't, and like you can build really interesting characters. I've said, I know I've said this before on a different episode, mm-hmm. but like you can sometimes build the most interesting characters with like the worst stats ever. Oh yeah, you absolutely can. Yeah, I agree. It makes them interesting because they're not perfect at everything. They're not like God. They're not like walking embodiments of God with 18s and all their stats. You know, they're like yeah, average guy exactly. or maybe like. Yeah, we, we talked about this on one of our episodes where we're like, yeah, like, you know, your character should have flaws because if you're perfect at everything, you're boring. Yeah. Like, where's, where's the conflict? Like, you're not going to make a story with that. Mm-hmm. Like, think about every book or movie or TV show you've ever watched or read. If they're perfect, there's there's no story there, so. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I had a friend who told me about a goblin rogue he rolled that had, like, a five intelligence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it, he's just like, and it just, it was funny, because he could not, he could barely co- count, he could barely do any of these things, he just saw yeah. shiny things, and he took them, and his dexterity yeah. was, like, an 18. <laughs> Yeah, Alex is playing a half-orc right now who his intelligence is six. And yeah, he doesn't know how to count. And he's he's a very sweet boy who just is like, I can do big hurt or big heal. 
What do you want? <laughs> My shiny manager over here. <laughs> I love it. And yeah, he doesn't care about money. He's like, split money. I don't know how. Here you go. <laughs> and then I'll just like give it to the party. Like, I don't know. How much for this bread? Five, five gold? Okay. <laughs> uh, one, two, three. And then the biggest number he knows is like 365,000. So he goes, 365,000? <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't remember why he learned that, but that was he learned that number, and that is one of the few numbers he remembers. <laughs> Quinn, I think that we're nearing the end of our episode. Thank you so much for introducing us to Throck, the Hilldwarf Pact of the Archfey Warlock. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to make him. He's ready to throck on. I hope that either you or Darby or one of our listeners gets to play as Throck someday. Because I want to, yes. I want to know more about him and his story. Yes, honestly, I, yeah, I'm like I would play him. He sounds great. <laughs> Hit things, yes, I'm all about that. Like I'm playing a grave domain cleric right now, and sometimes I have to remember, oh yeah, I'm supposed to like be healing and doing other <laughs> stuff <laughs> instead of just inflict wounds, inflict wounds. Inflict I should support wounds. the party more. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Quinn, do you have anything that you'd like to plug here at the end of our episode? Sure. I am the co-host slash producer slash editor of A Couple of Characters podcast, which you can find at a acoupleofcharacterspodcast.com. And there's links to all the stuff there and how to listen to it. it can be found pretty much everywhere. And we release every other Thursday. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at notadoctorquinn. Are you by chance not a doctor? I am not a doctor. <laughs> not a doctor. That's all for this week. Be sure to join us next week for another Chaotic Creation. Chaotic Creations is created, produced, and hosted by Harper Hayes and Darby Pack. Editing is by Harper Hayes, and web design is by Darby Pack. Art is by Kiku Hughes, who you can find on Twitter at Kiku Hughes, and the music is by Kevin McLeod. Transcriptions are by AJ Ray. Find him on Twitter at Pusha underscore Kid. If you like what we do, please support us on Patreon.com slash ChaoticPod for awesome perks, including bonus content and exclusive access. We are proud partners of Critical Miss an inclusive online TTRPG community streaming on Twitch. Catch our podcast and other fun shows every single day at twitch.tv slash critical misses. If you want to chat with us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at chaoticpod. You can also join our Discord server by going to our website, chaoticpod.com, or via our link tree in our Twitter bio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. It helps new listeners to find us. And tell your favorite nerdy friend about us. It's the best way to help us grow. Thanks for listening.